A while back, around episode 127, I created a series of various episodes showing you different ways on how you can handle tasks in a background process, which might take a while. And in that series, I failed to show you one of the best ways to handle this, and that is using the excellent delayed job plugin by Toby. And this was extracted from Shopify, so it's a nice, stable solution to this problem. And it's also very uh, simple, too. And it's even used by GitHub itself, so it can scale pretty nicely. So I think it fits the needs for the majority of uses. So here I want to show you in this episode how to get started using delayed job. Now in this example, I'll just go with a classic mailing application where we can create mailings and then just click deliver to have them delivered to the subscribed users. So when we click this link here, deliver, it's going to deliver the mailing, but it's doing it all in line in the one request, so it takes a while for it to process. And this is really bad if it anything takes over a couple seconds in a request because that means it's tying up that Rails process during that time, and it can't accept any other requests during that time. And not only that, but it also is not very good user experience. So it's always best to move those long-running tasks into a background process. So we'll use delayed job here. Now the official release of delayed job is under Toby on GitHub. But there are a number of forks of this project as well, and I actually do recommend going with one under a collective idea as the username. And the reason I recommend this is because it's a little bit more feature complete and up to date. And also this will make it a little bit nicer to get started because it includes a script to handle uh, creating the migration file and stuff. Let me show you how that works by copying this link and installing the plugin. So we'll do a script plugin, install, and then that URL. And then we can run that generator script, which I mentioned, uh, it's called delayed job. And this is only available from that one fork uh, from Collective Idea. So otherwise, you'll have to generate this migration file manually. So you could just run the migration, rake db migrate, to get that table uh, created. Next, we can start up the jobs process. And there's a couple ways to do this. One way is to use the script which was generated uh, called delayed job. But this is really useful in production because it basically demonizes the, the, the job process and you can spawn multiple uh, processes. But for here in development, we can just run the simple rake task, which is included uh, by delayed job. And this is available in uh, the official branch as well. So this is just a jobs work is the name of the rake task and just start that up. Now let's dive into the code itself and see how we actually use delayed job to handle moving tasks into the background process. So as you can see here, it's a mailings controller, and here I'm fetching a mailing record from the database and then calling deliver on it. And this is where the time uh, intensive uh, process takes to deliver all the mailings, which is what we want to move into the background. And the way we can do that, there's actually a few ways using delayed job. And one way is to call send later, a method on any uh, model, and then just pass in a symbol representing the method you want to call. So we could just call deliver. Now, if there were arguments you wanted to pass in this as well, you could just pass them here. So this is very much like Ruby's send method, but send later basically means it's going to move it into the queue for processing in the background. So let's try this out. 
Oh, but first let me change this notice message here so it's a little bit more descriptive. So that way it's clear that the mailing is still being delivered after they see the message. So now when we go back to our application and hit deliver, it's going to happen instantly and return the request at that moment because the mailing uh, is pro processing in the background. The delivery is happening in the background. So it'll take a few seconds to happen, but notice our mailing does not yet say it was delivered because it hasn't been delivered yet. But if we wait a little while and then hit reload, notice it now says delivered on in the current time because uh, the delivery was happening in the background and it just finished, so uh, our progress was updated here in our mailing. So as you can see, delayed job is extremely easy to use with a simple send later method to call a method in the background. Now, maybe you want to do a little bit more than just call a simple method in the background. In that case, you can get a little bit more robust and create your own class for having code that is run in the background. And so to do that, I'm going to go in the lib directory and create a new class here called mailing job. Now you can really structure this class however you like. The only requirement is that it responds to the method perform. So we could just create a new class here called mailing job. And then it just needs to have the method perform. And this is a method that's going to be called in the background for the process. Now, if we, so what we want in here is the actual delivery process for this. So let's just paste this code in here and change this to the actual deliver call so it's not doing a send later. So that way, this will happen in the background. However, we still need to pass in our mailing ID into here. And this perform method isn't supposed to take any parameters, so you have to use it, you have to pass in parameters through basically initialization or other approaches. So we can say initialize, uh, mailing ID, set it to an instance variable, and so on, and then we can use that. But a different alternative way to do this, and it's kind of more of a convention in delayed job, is to use a struct. And the way this works in Ruby is you just call struct.new and make this the uh, superclass of your class. And then you can pass in whatever attributes you want this class to have. So we can say mailing ID. And this way, this will be the first parameter when you're initializing the mailing job, just like we had before. But we don't have to create the initialize method, and it also sets up the, the accessor methods and so on. So now we have this mailing ID method we can call to access that parameter. So structs are really a cool way to set up kind of an instant little mini class that has attributes. Uh, so uh, check that out and look into that if you aren't familiar with it. So now that this class is set up, we can use this inside of our mailings controller. So we'll just initialize this here, mailingjob.new, and then we can pass in our mailing ID into there. But we're not quite done yet. We still need to add this object to our delayed job queue. And the way you do that is called delayedjob.nq. And then just pass that object into there. And there we go. Now. This is basically doing the same thing that we did before, but in a more robust way, so we have more flexibility with our own class that has all the code to perform a task in the background. Now, another reason we might want to go with this alternative approach is that we can take advantage of some of a delayed job's features, and by passing additional parameters into this enqueue method. The first one here 
being the priority that you want this job to be. So the default is zero. So what we can do is give it a higher number and then it'll be a higher priority. Uh, so it'll basically move it up in the queue. Or a negative number and it'll be a lower priority. So uh, other jobs will be done first. And then if there's no other jobs that are higher priority, it will go to this job. The other parameter here that we can pass in is the time you want this job to start. So we can say three days from now, for example. So that way it won't be considered in the queue until it reaches that time. So that's a couple cool little features that delayed job supports when you're using this in queue method. Now another feature of delayed job I should mention real quick here is the automatic retry on failure. So it'll retry up to 25 times if your method uh, fails. So it might uh, raise an exception here. And then uh, if it received that exception, it'll try uh, the job at a later time and then kind of slowly fade off until it's tried uh, for probably 20 days or so until uh, it just will no longer try and I'll just delete the job if it keeps on failing. Now you have to be really careful with this though if you are doing for example like a mailing because it might automatically retry and start from the beginning of the mailing if it failed halfway through. So you want to make sure it doesn't resend the same mailing to people at the beginning of the list if it fails halfway through. So make sure to mark somehow which people have already received the mailing. So that way if it does fail, you can just continue off of uh, the, the uh, whoever has not yet received the mailing. So that's a rundown for delayed job. As you can see, it's quite full featured and probably one of the best ways to handle tasks in the background. So I highly encourage you to check it out and use it in your applications. Uh, one last thing before I go, check out, when you're deploying this, check out the recipes folder under Collective Ideas fork of this because it has uh, basically an example recipe for using with Capistrano when you're deploying for starting and stopping the delayed job uh, daemon processes. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you found it useful, and I'll see you next week. This episode is sponsored in part by Ego. Check your website stats on the go with this beautiful iPhone app. It supports a variety of services to gather number of visitors, feed subscribers, and more, all in one place. Check it out at ego-app.com. Also sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.